making his return to the solo podcast. Bitch, I'm back, bitch. The last couple episodes, man, I, I've had a guest on, so I haven't been able to get in my bag bag. But this episode, man, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to end up, but I want to be here by myself, man. I want to talk to you guys about some shit, some... I think Meg the Stallion got a new boo. Think she dating party. I don't know how the fuck you say his real name, but hold on. Let's get to the theme song. I ain't played a theme song in about two weeks. I don't know if you guys still know, but here it is, baby. It's, mm, this that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Well, you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick. So you got to eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and says, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, baby. Ooh. Woo! It's been a long time coming, but I know that I'm back, bitch. Look, oh, it's some news this week. Now, B. Simone on V-Day, you know, B. Simone has some shit to say. Now, B. Simone, for those who don't know, I think she's a socialite. However the fuck you say it. She's one, one of them motherfucking Instagram people that just be... Everywhere But we don't know What the fuck they do Now She said something Matter of fact Let me play what she said She said something On Valentine's Day And you know I heard like snippets of it But then I seen it was backlash from it But this is what she said Cause I ain't hear the full shit Manifesting love But here's a little challenge We got all these things We want in a man A list of things He gotta be tall He gotta be dark He gotta be handsome He gotta have pretty teeth He gotta be a family man He gotta be financially stable He gotta be rich He gotta be successful He gotta be all these things. And we ain't even have the things on that list. Mm. You gotta be a family man. You talk to your mama in six months, but you want him to be a family man. He gotta be financially stable. Your account is in the negative, ma'am. Overdraft fees. He gotta have a job. You need to go fill out some applications. Clap it gifts. He gotta have pretty teeth. You ain't seen a dentist in six years. He gotta have a six pack and be in shape. You can't even walk up a flight of stairs while huffing and puffing. Get your life together. This whole list. Woo! One more time for B. Matter of fact, why the fuck was you bitches mad? Tell me, why the fuck was you bitches mad at what B. Simone said? Now, when I say bitch, I'm not calling you a bitch, bitch. I'm not, I don't mean you a bitch particular, but I'm just saying, like, why would you be mad at anything B. Simone? Everything B. Simone said right there was 100% facts. If you mad at what B. Simone said, you probably one of them bitches with fucked up teeth. You probably one of the bitches that woke up the stairs and you got a huff and you puff, bitch. It's your fault. Nothing B. Simone said right there was a lie. It was facts. It was It was facts, bitch. 100% factual. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that to B. Simone. Everything B. Simone said was true. Now, I haven't really heard, you know, up until now, I didn't really know exactly what she said. So I was going off of, you know, like secondhand information. I was going on for what people, you know, oh, you know, I heard she said, but that was my first time hearing it too. Like, you can't have certain standards. You can't have certain um, desires you want in a man if you yourself, you're lacking. 
So I understand what she was saying. And I mean, it's true. Like you can't desire. Well, you can. But I feel like you shouldn't desire. Oh, my man got to have the best teeth. If your teeth fucked up. Oh, my man got to have, you know, my man got to have the, the best arms. But, you know, you move your arms and your arms is flabbing left and right, bitch. You got to be the person you desire sometimes. It's like if you a cheater, like you shouldn't say, you know, I, I want a man that's not going to cheat. Bitch, you cheat, bitch. And that's why I said I'm happy to be back by myself so I can really get in my bag this episode, man. Because y'all pissing me the fuck off. And B. Simone said it. B. Simone, I stand with you, girl. Let's clap it up one more time for B. I clap it up for B. Ain't nothing she said was a lie. Now, I don't mean to start this podcast off on a 10. I'm a little hyped up. I'm amped up. But that, like I said, it's been about two to three weeks since I've been on here solo. Now, next week, I'm going to have... A guest back on So I gotta get all my shit out this week man But I wanna start this podcast off Whoo By a song By my A new jam By my guy Annoyed Now I found the gray beard In my facial hair man That this morning on, on um, Instagram I was kind of distraught And I mean, you guys ain't making no better Oh if you found one gray hair You gonna find some more soon You gonna find the gray hair on your balls Let's, let's boo you bitches Don't do that to me Don't do that If I'm coming online Seeking encouragement I'm, You know I want you guys To make me feel better Oh John You found one gray hair That's all you gonna have Oh you still young You still 30 No I'm 31 Don't make me seem like I'm 52 That's all I'm saying But this song is a Song called North Star By my guy Annoyed Now I feel like I'm going to need all the stars and I'm going to need the North Star, the South Star, the East Star, the West Star. I'm going to need Jesus to make me feel better because like finding the gray hair, as a, that, that's like if you're a woman and you find the gray hair in your pussy. If you find the gray hair in your vagina, it changes everything because, you know, like we still young, like 31 is young. So, you know, I woke up, I went to the mirror. I'm like, okay, I still look good, okay? You know, I checked myself. To me, I'm top three most sexiest man alive in the world. So, when I check myself, I expect to see perfection. It's not me being conceited. It's just about me loving myself. So, like I said, when I wake up and I see that, it kind of hurt my feelings, man. But shout out to my guy, Annoyed. That is A-N-O-Y-D. This new jam is called North Star. Check them out on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your music. North Star. Can I find myself without looking up to the sky? Take my keys if I can't find it, am I good to drive? Should I keep it pushing when there's things that I can't push aside? Motivate the ones around you, no such thing as to inspire. Who am I? You can live through me, you know I am a vessel. The pain you feel from time to time, I swear to God it's special. Not having a cookbook ain't make my grammar stressful. In an easy journey, never made a man successful Wish I could tell you it gets better, but it doesn't But you end up getting way stronger because it And you always gonna want it so much more when you can't touch it If you don't cry your heart out for this shit, then you don't love it I done seen so many tears, don't tell me that I'm bugging We all get lost on who we are, no matter how we judge it, so it's nothing My GPS always point me the wrong way Street signs making me lost anyway Stuck in this fork in a row Somebody please tell me where I'm supposed to go Do I follow the North Star? I can't find it My GPS is trying to hide me North Star, I can't find it 
The universe just wanna blind Got me stuck at this fork in the road, nowhere to go They really wanna hide my soul, but I'm opposed River flows, cars drive off, boats float It's no joke, in the middle of nowhere No hope, I dropped the pen for my fellow friends I know it's slim for them to find me Never say never, but never mind me Don't agree with it, I'm lost and feel defeat with it But at this fork in the road, I'm gonna pick it up and eat with it The concrete don't know I'm walking on it These inanimate objects don't feel nothing I feel every bit of emotion with repercussions When I'm lost in my running Am I finding where I'm supposed to be headed to find nothing? My GPS always pointing me the wrong way Three signs making me lost anyway Stuck at this fork in the road Somebody please tell me where I'm supposed to go Do I follow the North Star? I can't find it My GPS is trying to hide me North Star, I can't find it The universe just wanna blind me Always pointing me the wrong way Street signs making me lost anyway Stuck at this fork in the road Somebody please tell me where I'm supposed to go Do I follow the North Star? I can't find it My GPS is trying to hide me North Star, I can't find it The universe just wanna blind me Again, that was my guy, Annoyed, A-N-O-Y-D. That song is called North Star, dropped in 2021. You guys can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you get your music. Let's clap it up for one time for my guy, Annoyed. Well, speaking of Annoyed, I'm still pissed the fuck off. Now, I believe this happened here in um, Georgia, say Camp Creek. There, oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. This, this did happen here in um, Atlanta. Now... There was a couple that went to the movie theater. Now, as we know, movie, movie theaters are still shut down. It's still not at full capacity. Now, there's a black couple. They're young. They went to the movie theater. Now, one of the things I hate about the movie theater is that people don't know when to shut the fuck up. So, the couple, they was talking while the movie was playing. That's a pet peeve. Like, when the movie's on, shut the fuck up. Like, we go to the movie theater to hear the fucking movie. Like, no one goes to the movie theater to hear people speak and, you know, you back there talking about your day at work. Bitch, go home and talk about that shit. So, this couple, they was having a, a loud discussion during the movie. So, someone behind them asked them, can you please keep it down? And they got shot. This is the news report from 11 Alive. I, I, like, I wish, I cannot make, I can't make this shit up, man. It's 11 Alive. People have been arrested and charged for shooting a woman at an Atlanta movie theater last month. Police say Cameron King and Yvonne Crawford are responsible for shooting a woman inside the AMC theater on Princeton Lake Way. The victim tells police she turned around to tell the group behind her to be quiet during the movie. That's when she was shot in the shoulder. Atlanta police say King and Crawford were arrested in Indiana and will be extradited back to Atlanta. You stupid man. You both some dumb bitches. Hold on. My button ain't working. Here we go. You stupid, ignorant, son-of-a-bitch, dumb bastard! 
Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. And I mean, I would hit the gunshot, but I don't want to be insensitive. But you know, I don't know her name, but I wish her a speedy recovery. Like, if you go to the movie theater, I mean, besides that in the library, like, that's where you go where you poke to shut the fuck up. Again, no one wants to hear you speak in the movie theater. We don't. If you speak, you got to talk a little like this. You better whisper, bitch. Like, what more? What more do you want from me? <laughs> what more do you want from the bitch? So this right here is a lesson. So if you go to the movie theater, because I, I know some of you guys who listen to this podcast, y'all some noisy motherfuckers. I'm not, I'm not saying it's you in particular. But when you go to the movie theater, the library, you go somewhere and it's quiet. Don't go in there holding your phone. You on speakerphone having a ghetto-ass conversation with your homegirl. Put your phone to your ear and lower your fucking voice. But we're going to take a quick break. I got to take a shit. I don't know why I started the record. I got to take a shit. I had some chocolate this morning. And um, it just ain't sitting right in my stomach. So I'll be back. Lunchroom Tatter Podcast. Ooh, let me get a second. I'll be back. Ooh, you, you hit a chair? I know y'all hit a chair. That's my ass squirming, bitch. I'll be back. Whew, welcome back. I feel much better now. But look, um, to anybody out there who is interested in supporting the podcast, you guys can click the link in the bio to this podcast description. It should say something like something such as become a supporter of this podcast, some shit like that. And you click that link. You can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month. I believe it's one dollar a month. We have a five dollar a month tier. And we have a $10 a month. But like I said, if you guys want to support for even $1 a month, it'll be great. There's no obligation. You guys can support once. You guys can cancel immediately after supporting. So anyone out there who is interested in supporting, like I said, um, when I do these podcasts, like I invest so much into these podcasts, like of my own dime, like to get this podcast up off the ground, the sound, the quality, my sound bites, I do everything by myself. So, like, I'm so happy and appreciative that you guys support, even those who listen every single week. You know, towards the end of last year, like, when Spotify had that shit to it, like, you could, like, find out, like, what you're listening to. And somebody posted, yeah, you know, they listened to seven episodes in one day. I was like, shit, like, I, I don't even know if I want to hear myself talk that fucking long in one day. But to found, find out that someone listened to seven episodes in one day, like, that shit made my day, man. So, like, when I see things like that, like, it make me invest more time, more effort, and more energy because this is therapy for me as well. Like, I appreciate that a lot of you guys tune in because you like the podcast, but, like, by me sitting here behind this microphone, it is therapy for me. You know, it's a way to, like, release my thoughts. Like, I've been open about dealing with depression in the past, so... Just having the mic in front of me, being able to speak about, you know, relationships, love, world events, celebrity news, everything. Like, it just means so much. Like, it just makes me feel great. So, again, like I said, if you guys want to support, you guys can click the link in the uh, in the description of this podcast, and you guys can support, man. But speaking of being supportive right now, man, Naomi Osaka. Let's clap it up for Naomi, man. This past week, she won the Australian Open. It was her fourth Grand Slam win, and this is what she had to say. But not leastly, I want to thank you guys um, 
Thank you for coming and watching. It feels really incredible for me. Um, I didn't play my last Grand Slam with fans, so just to have this energy, it really means a lot. Um, thank you so much for coming. Like, I love when I see men, like, I love when I see sisters dominate, man. I love when I see sisters doing their thing. Now, I know a lot of y'all, a few of y'all told me that for, for some crazy reason, like, you believe that I, I guess, have some kind of dilemma with the woman, and I don't. Like, I love women. Like, I really, really, really love women, especially black women, women of color, Women of all different ethnicities. I love y'all. But I'm just someone who takes pride in being honest. Now, me being honest does not mean I hate you. It's just my way of bringing some normal human-like quality to the world. Because, you know, when you go on social media, what do we see? We see a lot of bullshit. We see everyone pretending. We see the fake shit. Now... Not all, but a lot of women always say, you know, I want a man that's going to keep it real. I want a man that's going to be honest with me. Like, you can't ask for a man to be honest with you. And then when you get that honesty, then it becomes a problem. I've mentioned this before, even in regards to like the past, like when you see women say, you know, like when a woman buys like a new outfit and she asks her man, hey, baby, so how does this look on me? Now, if you ask your man or any man for that matter, how does this dress or outfit look on me? Like you got to be prepared for the truth because I, like I understand like when a woman asks a man, how does this look on me? Like she wants to hear, oh my, you look amazing. You look beautiful. But now sometimes you may not look amazing. Like sometimes you may get a dress to where in your mind you think you look good, but in reality you look fucked up. Now, would you prefer a man who, you know, who going to be honest with you? A man who going to say, you know what, baby, 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 do not go outside in that dress. You look crazy. Or would you rather a man say, wow, baby, you look so good. And now you get outside with your homegirls and people looking at you. Now, in your mind, you think they looking at you because you killing shit. But in reality... You look fucked up. All I'm saying is, man, I take pride in being honest. I take pride in also being a human, someone who is humble, someone who is compassionate, man. But um, Serena Williams, um, she ended up losing the previous round to Naomi Osaka, and this is what she had to say, man. Shout, shout, hold, let's clap it up. Serena Williams has been dominating for, for damn, most of my fucking life, man. So... You know, right now it's not her time. You know, she's lost the past couple of matches to Naomi Osaka, but right now it's her time, man. But this is what Serena had to say. So. Uh, last couple of questions in the room, please. Yeah, Craig, then. Julie, you're saying about the, the unforced errors through the match. Considering how well you've played to get to this stage, what do you feel cause that or was it just one of those bad days at the office uh, um, I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm dead for those who couldn't see you know she was none of y'all could see but she walked away you know she was distraught she was heartbroken I mean it's hard not to be heartbroken like someone who was a 
a fierce competitor such as Serena Williams. I mean, I, I'm sure she's happy for Naomi Osaka, but to lose a match, like, because I've seen some taking offense, oh, you know, it's unsportsmanlike to walk away from the from the press conference because had you won, you wouldn't have walked away. So, so the fuck what? Is that true? Yeah. But, you know, someone who was in the moment, someone who was a fierce competitor, like to have to get up there and speak to the media a couple minutes after you lost about the match you lost. Like, sometimes human emotions take over. So I try to be, you know, not closed-minded because, you know, in the heat of the moment, like, who, like who knows what the fuck you're going to do? But someone who I want to speak about real quick now, I'm going to try to tread lightly because I spoke about Meg Thee Stallion a couple months back. I had a whole episode dedicated to Meg Thee Stallion. It was called something like that, Jumping Off the Ledge, I believe. That was the name of the episode, if you guys want to check that out. Now, Meg Thee Stallion, she is now dating Rapper Party. Not Party Next Door, Party, P-A-R-D-I. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. I know I know of him, but I, I'm not too familiar with the motherfucker. But she has recently gone public. You know, again, it looks reminiscent of Tory Lanes. Again, let, let me clap it up for Meg real quick, you know, just to give us some kind of applause because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say now. But, you know, when she was with Tory Lanez, and now, you know, some of you women going to say, why are you bringing up her ex? Because it reminds me of the situation. Now, when she first started dating Tory Lanez, in the beginning, all the videos were sweet. It was videos of them smiling, laughing. Hee hee, ha ha, oh, you're the best. No, you're the best. You know, that, that little fucking sappy, fake bullshit, you know, that celebrities do on social media. So, but hold on, hold on. Let's, let's rewind a second. Now, when I had that episode jumping off the ledge, I spoke about, like, I don't know why when she dates someone, she rushes online to try to give off this social media perception that she is so happy when she needs to work on herself first. Like, she, like she needs to work on herself 100%. Like, she is someone who I believe is not healed from her past. Someone who I believe looks for attention in men and friends as a way to feel better about herself. Now, some of you got hope. Whoa, slow down. Some of you guys are, are thinking right now, well, how would you know that? You're guessing. You're putting words in her mouth. No, the fuck I'm not. This is from Meg Thee Stallion herself. Forward. And... You know, how to protect my energy. I'm so nice. Imagine... Imagine being... Imagine being... 25 and you don't you don't have both of your parents my mama was my best friend she you know i'm still really not over that so you like you kind of try to fill like your space with a bunch of people that you think is making you happy Those are Meg Thee Stallion's own words And this was about Five to six months ago Now I said that previously Before the whole Tory Lanez incident Even happened If you guys dig, dig even further back In the podcast episodes I was like The relationship seems fake It seems as if She is trying so hard To make the world believe That she is happy 
The same thing a lot of women do. They get into these relationships and, you know, because their friends may be seeming happy in their relationships, they give off this aura. Oh, I found the best king. What did I do to deserve a man like you? And then a couple months later, or sometimes weeks, this shit fall apart. But again, hold on. Let me try to find what Meg Stabbing had. Um, because at first I was like, is she really dating Party? But then she came out and she confirmed that she was in a relationship with Party. Now, like I always kind of get cringe. I cringe like when I see women admit, yeah, you know, I'm dating so-and-so. Because it's like, Because eh. like, I'm someone of the belief that if you are dating someone and you are happy, now, I'm not saying keep it private to make it a secret. Like, that's like, I hate women that believe that bullshit. Oh, you don't want to go public because you want it to be a secret. That's not what the fucking mean all the time. I know it's men out there that cheat, men out there that do fucked up shit to where he may want to keep you a secret, you know, to not interrupt what he may have going on with other chicks. But sometimes men such as myself, I want to keep it not a secret. I want to keep it private. Because I care about the relationship And like once shit hit social media It really ain't much you could do Like that's when you open up the lanes For everyone to comment on your shit Especially being a celebrity Especially Because if you are someone in the spotlight Like once the public finds out You are dating someone They dig into their past They did, You know they, they just put their nose In your fucking business When it don't need to be That's what I'm saying Like for Meg Thee Stallion To come off of her situation last year Now to date someone else And rush online And yeah that's my boo We're so happy He's a great man He's this He's that Like once you build the motherfucker up To seem as if he is this positive person This great flawless individual like when the cookie crumble, the shit gonna crumble. But this is Meg Thee Stallion herself confirming the relationship between herself and Party. You be liking some of the stuff like on the internet. Like I did not like how everybody, not even everybody, people don't be knowing what the hell they talking about. And they just be saying anything. I didn't like what they were trying to say about Party because he is so calm and so sweet and very, you know. <laughs> That's my boo. <laughs> He's too fun. And he big. I like that. We was in the bed and I was like, let's just take a break. Let's revisit this. <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to tread lightly right now because like like I said, when I see women come online in like that little puppy dog, you know, kind of high school sweetheart stage of the like the honeymoon stage of a, like of a relationship and be glowing and shit like that's when I cringe because again, like if you're in high school and you young and shit, you know, I, I don't cringe because, you know, you still have growing and learning to do. Now, I understand some of you guys are going to say, well, you know, as an adult, you still can grow and learn. Yes. But you should not make the same mistake the same mistake over and over and over. Like take time to get to know this motherfucker first. Like don't date him and now it's clearly at the beginning. And now if you find out some fucked up news about him next week or you know, and the only reason 
The only reason she came forth and put out, you know, parties my boo is because the night before a video had got released of someone who the public said was party being aggressive towards Meg Thee Stallion, banging on the bathroom door saying, let me in, some shit like that. Now, the day after is when she came out, you know, I ain't like what they was going to say about party. He's sweet. He's calm. Like, again, coming to the man's defense. So I'm going to leave it right there because, like I said, I, like I'm posting facts. I'm telling you guys facts. But a lot of women don't like facts because they see it as, you're, why you're a man speaking on a woman's shit? She put it out there. Again, once you put shit out there to the public, it now becomes public consumption. But to get off that now, public, Publix now, I'm not sure if there's Publix all over the U.S., but down here in Georgia, we have a restaurant called Publix. Now, Publix is offering its 225,000 employees a gift if they get the COVID vaccine. Now, what they are offering is, you know, you get a, a $125 gift card if you get the COVID vaccine. Now, let me clap and boo. Because I'm not really sure how to take it. You go, I'm, I'm going to give the applause first, you know. Now we're going to boo your ass. Like I said, I don't know how to take this because if the vaccine is 100% safe, there's no side effects, then of course I'll get the vaccine and, you know, get my gift card in the value of $125. But if the shit isn't safe, like, if the vaccine is still in, like, a trial run type stage and I get the vaccine and now I'm out here looking like a dumbass, you know, with my fucking face contorted and twisted up and shit because I've seen some side effects. I've seen some side effects on the news of, like, people walking around and they had their face twisted and fucked up because of the shit, of the fucking vaccine. So if the vaccine is unsafe and now you paying me, it's like you paying me to get the vaccine, then I have an issue. But like I said, um, the bad thing about what Publix is doing is that the fact that there are a lot of um, inner city kids, a lot of inner city adults that work there who will get the vaccine simply because of the gift card offer. Because I, you know, like, I think back to when I was younger and like my mom was working. Like, has she been at Publix, right? Like, back then, and they offered the $125 gift? Shit. My, my mama would have got that shot the first day because being a single mom, like, being a single mom, man, you know, with, like, you don't have the the money or, like, the means to make ends meet 24-7. So to even have that offer, look, we'll give you a gift card for $125. A lot of motherfuckers out here going to take that offer, man, but... Matter of fact, let me clap it up because they didn't have to do that. But something that's been on my mind, I kind of say it, 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 it been on my spirit, rather. Now, there's a man by the name of Joe Ligon, last name L-I-G-O-N. He was sentenced to prison in 1953 for murder. He is now free after serving 68 years in prison I repeat this man went to jail at the age of 15 years old back in 1953 now he he was sentenced to life in prison but 
with like with all the laws and you know rules that came out since then, he was released. I believe this past week. So he served sixty eight years in prison. He he's he's come out of prison. He's now eighty three years old. So my question to you guys, and again, you guys can message me on IG at Lunchroom Chatterpod. Like, would you want to come out of jail? Like, would you want to come home after serving 68 years? Like, can you imagine the way shit was back then in 1953? It was still at the height of the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King wasn't even dead yet. Like, it's so much shit that happened after that. So now you coming out. It's like, yeah, I'm sure he watched the news and seen like newspapers and, and like in everything since then. But to come home after 68 years, because the last time you were a free man, the world was one way. Now you coming home to a whole new world, basically. But this is a news report. Listen to some of this story. Again, this is about Joe Ligone. I'm, I, I know I'm fucking his name up, but... The man is free after serving 68 years. Again, he went to prison when he was 15 years old, the same age as some of you guys' kids. Serving juvenile offender is free tonight after being released from prison last week. Joe Ligon was 15 years old in 1953 when he pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder in Philadelphia. He was sentenced to life without parole. In the end, he served 68 years behind bars. To put that in perspective, when he went in, Harry Truman was president and the polio vaccine was under development. I spoke with Ligon's attorney, Bradley Bridge, this week about his client, his case, and what it says about the criminal justice system. Bradley Bridge, uh, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, tell us, first of all, for folks who are not familiar with Joe's story, uh, this case and what happened. Uh, Joe Ligon was convicted of two murders in 1953. Uh, he was found guilty and given a mandatory life without parole sentence. That sentence was ultimately ruled unconstitutional by the United States Supreme Court in 2016. We went before a judge in 2017, and the judge changed his sentence from a mandatory life without parole uh, to a sentence of 35 years uh, to life. 35 years means he'd be eligible for parole immediately. He chose not to seek parole uh, because it was his vision that he had served long enough. At that point, he was like 65 years in prison, and he refused to seek parole. Um, as he had refused to seek clemency back in the 70s. Uh, ultimately, I vindicated what it was that he wanted, which was to get out without being on parole uh, by challenging the mandatory parole term that the judge placed on him at sentencing. Mm, let's clap it up. Let's clap it up. I know some of you guys are going to say, why clap it up? You know, he, he took part in a crime that involved the loss of life, which is true. But I am of the belief that, like, as tough as it may be to swallow, I believe that everyone can be redeemed in some shape or form. Now, some people's redemption may be going to prison and just being a positive influence for the young men who will eventually get out of prison. So I'm not saying that all redemption takes place in an in individual being released from jail. But in his case, to go so young at 15 because... Like, there's shit I did when I was 14 or 15 that me being even now at 31, like, I would never do that shit again. 
So, I mean, I would hope I'm I would hope I'm right in this case, but I don't believe that after being 15 and committing a crime and serving 68 seven decades basically in prison that he would get out and commit a murder at 88 years old. Now, again, I hope I'm right because I would hate and like it would pain for it would pain me to go read the news next year, next month. And, you know, see that he committed a crime at 80 years old. Because, nigga, you old. They're going to knock you the fuck out. And I would hope they do. I would hope they knock you the fuck out. If you try to commit a crime at 88, whatever the fuck, 83, I would hope you get knocked the fuck out. But, again, shout out to the man. Shout out to the man for not. They said he could have came out of prison in the 70s. He could have came out three years ago. But he refused to get parole because he wanted to walk out a free man not having to go to no no PO. He just wanted to get out, be free, and enjoy, you know, whatever time he does have left in his life. So let's clap it up for Joe. I believe they said his last name was Lagoon, Ligon. Now this next topic, man, I wanted to end on this topic. Now Meek Mill, oh man. Meek Mill was under fire this past week because Somebody released a snippet of his, I guess, of his new song. It was a lyric about Kobe Bryant when he said, let me see if I, if I can find this shit. Hold on. Here we go. I got it pulled up. Now, again, now, I can understand why people would be mad at Kobe Bryant. I mean, not Kobe shit. At Meek Mill for this lyric. But I need to hear the lyric in the context of the song. But now, just hearing the lyric outright, it sounds fucked up. This is what he said. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'd be another Kobe. Shit, I could tell that. <sighs> he said, if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'll be another Kobe. Now, for those who don't know street, you know, street lingo, if I'm ever caught lacking, mean if I ever let my guard down, I'm going out guns blazing, a.k.a. with the chopper. If I ever get caught lacking, I'm going out with the chopper, It'll be another Kobe. Like just hearing it within that, within that realm, the shit sound fucked up. Because I believe that like some, like some metaphors, some bars should not be said. So I understand, you know. Well, he already came out and said, you know, it's taken out of context. But matter of fact, I take back what I said. Let me boo myself. Because even if I hear the context in which that lyric is, is from, like I don't know if I can be okay with that. I don't know now My guy Kenny Smith We know Kenny Smith You know he's one fourth of inside the NBA With Ernie, Charles, Shaq Now he come out He came out to the to the defense of McMill This is what he said This is from Kenny Smith about this uh, Meek Mill's uh, lyric, where he he kind of calls calls uh, Kobe into play. He basically says, "This is the lyric, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe." And people are pissed. Like you don't. That's the Mamba, you know. Like what do you what do you think about using him in that in that kind of in that kind of way? Using well, his name. I, I, I'm a Meek Mill fan. Uh, I always I, I I know that he's a huge, not just 
huge basketball fan, huge Kobe fan. So whatever he says, I'm always gonna give Meek a pass. I'm you give always, him, I'm always gonna, you give him a pass. Yeah, I'm always give Meek a pass. Meek, I'm gonna give you a pass until I find out if you meant that shit or not, man. So next week we're gonna follow up on this shit because Meek, I need some info, Meek. I need some info, bitch. But again, you guys can click the link in my bio. You guys can can become a supporter of the podcast for as low as ninety nine cent a month. Again, you guys can cancel anytime. Thank you for rocking with your boy. Thank you for supporting your boy. Now, I was supposed to be off this week too, but I came to do this episode for you guys. I love you guys. Stay safe. I'm talking quick because my time about to finish, bitch. Bye.